welcome to an episode of Age of Geek, the podcast. I'm Marley, and we have fellow members here, Colin. Hello. And Robert. Hello. And we have a guest here with us, but they're also a part of Age of Geek Media. We have Ty. Hi. Yay, Ty. So, Ty, why don't you um, tell us a little bit about yourself and the podcast and other things that you do? So I am from one of the sister podcasts called Multiplane Podcast, where we talk about everything Disney, whether it be film, books, the parks, Fitz Disney, you name it, we talk about it. I'm a big movie lover, worked a little bit in the special effects makeup industry, a little bit. I just like, I have a really large knowledge of stupid stuff, (laughs) especially when it comes to comic books and just random stuff like that. Awesome. I love it. You fit, he fits, he fits right in. And if anything, we're just, yeah, we're, we, it is a pleasure for you to be here with us, especially to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Is that, is that the correct title of the movie? I feel like it's way too long. It's too long of a title. <laughs> I don't know. There, there wasn't uh, a ton of wasps, so. Yeah. Felt, yeah. Felt Ant-Man more and like Wasp, Quantumania. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, Ant-Man and Friends. Hey, a man and friends and daughter. (laughs) Oh, and daughter. (laughs) Yeah, no, this movie. So, yeah, it came out like what a week ago, two weeks ago. I can't. I don't know what time is anymore. Week ago. (laughs) But it's it was it was something. I don't really know what exactly like I want to talk about tonight with you guys, but I just feel like we just need to just dive in and just like let's just talk about the movie because. There is a lot that happened in it, but there's also a lot that didn't happen in it. So yeah, what's what's kind of our overall impression? I feel like I feel like everyone I've talked to has either hated it or they're just kind of like, eh. I don't know anyone of, that's eh. liked it. Kind of, I was like, <laughs> I think that I think that when we were we did it kind of like a right after the movie thing, uh, I was like B plus. I think it's still B B plus. Um, it didn't wow me, but it didn't. It didn't, uh, I didn't hate it. In my opinion, it's my favorite out of the three Ant-Man films. So. Oh, I would, I would agree with that, but I feel like there's a, uh, a very low bar for Ant-Man versus the rest of the MCU universe. Yeah. Uh, and so like, did it hit all the action? Yeah, sure. Did it hit that there were characters in in the film yeah <laughs> uh, there were people in I, it this is great i, I don't know it's just, uh, there were times where i was just like wait is this a star wars movie like what yes what's what's going on here yeah no i got oh, those I same could, vibes we got we got that. kind of that cantina vibe right mm-hmm. there was um there was uh where kane had his army and they were on the platform, mm-hmm. just line by line by line. And then you have these ships coming in to to start yeah. loading them up. And I felt like that was Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it was almost like his clone <laughs> army. Yeah, Wait, it, yeah. And we're talking Ant Man and the Wasp. I thought we were talking about Tron Legacy, uh, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then or Spy Kids sudden, Three. You've got yes. the the rush of all the of all the sub characters. And it's like, wait, is this Rise of the Skywalker? And you've got Finn and his crew like <laughs> running, running across the ship, storming the castle. Oh my gosh! Did you guys play the Guardians of the Galaxy video game that came out uh-uh. recently? Mm-hmm. 
it's obviously not in the quantum realm, but it's, it's on other planets and whatnot, but it almost, there were a lot of planets that had just like overgrown, you know, flora and fauna and rocks and whatnot, and very colorful, you know, random creatures and things. And, and it actually, quantum mania actually reminded me a lot of, of the landscape from that game too. But then also, so back to, um, other, other, as it compares to other Marvel movies, do you guys agree that this movie fits in the same score of Rotten Tomatoes as Eternals did? Because that's what they're no. saying. No, you don't think no. it was as bad as no, Eternals? No, nothing can I like be as bad as Eternals. I like Eternals what? Whoa. Too. I liked it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I guess we just going to agree to disagree. Sorry, here, sorry, sorry. I was going back to. I forgot about the Eternals movie for a minute. I was thinking <laughs> the TV series that came out. Wasn't that called the Eternals? No, that was in no. You're thinking in humans. Oh, in humans. Oh, humans. yeah, no, no. We're not Sorry. talking about I've not even seen that. It's okay. Most people haven't seen it either. <laughs> but no, the Eternals. No, I did actually. I did actually like that movie for the most part. I mean, yeah, there were some weird things about it. And it, I still don't like how they haven't tied Eternals into the rest of the MCU like hardly at all like there was one tiny tiny little easter egg I guess if you want to call it that in She-Hulk mm-hmm. and that was it it could have easily been missed if somebody wasn't totally paying attention as far as like Rotten Tomato scores people are it's right down there with Eternals and yeah I don't know if I totally agree with that either I think that for me, one thing that I've noticed is this movie has a very strange parallel to another Avengers character standalone movies, but in kind of what I'd consider reverse. Um, Ant-Man was uh, Marvel's first foray into comedy or more humorous movies, more so than just a movie that had some funny bits in it. And so you had, you know, Ant-Man, which they, they played up for the, humor some of it situational some of it just funny bits well and it's paul rudd and it's paul rudd same thing with ant-man and the wasp but this one they went they flipped it a bit and it went to a serious movie with funny bits in it and the parallel that i saw was four four started off as a very shakespearean style drama the first movie second movie held kind of the same and both of those had funny bits in them that weren't so much comedy or comedic movies. And then you get Thor Ragnarok and they go right out the window with the drama and go straight for, we're playing this more for laughs and we're kind of playing up the humorous side of Thor. So for me, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania and the Thor now quadrilogy, I guess, kind of took their initial starts and then flipped them both genre-wise, going from, you know, comedy and uh, more comedic to serious and where Thor went serious to more comedic. So for me, I think that's one thing. And I think that that broke a lot of people's head cannons for Ant-Man mm-hmm. because they expected it's Paul Rudd. It's got it's going to be a funny movie. And it's like, no, I'm a dad in this movie. I finally get a chance to be a dad for the entire movie. And this is concerning my kid and he's playing it seriously. And I think that everybody's like, Where's the funny? Mm. Yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, at the same time, though, like, 
and as I've been talking about this movie um, to friends and who and whoever that have seen it, um, especially outside of our little age of geek community, but I, I tell them I'm like I liked two things about this movie. I liked Paul Rudd and his humor because I find his humor delightful, and also Kang the Conqueror, Jonathan Majors playing Kang, was phenomenal. He and made like, this movie. Yeah, and like everything else, I'm like, ah, it was okay. Like it was entertainment, but it was also just like, it just felt like, I don't know. There were some times where I was a little bored too. I almost fell asleep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't do that in movies. I, I didn't, I didn't get nowhere near falling asleep. I, I, I just thought that there was a little bit of lack of, uh, personal growth with um, with Scott Lang. Um, you know, the whole time you have Cassie kind of hammering this, oh, you're just a one-time hero. Right? And, and constantly saying, you know, what, cool, you saved the world and you keep saying that, but when are you going to realize that you're still a hero, that you can still make a difference? And Throughout the film, he had several time after time that he could have stepped in and intervened and tried to help more. But he was off more so just like focusing on protecting his daughter, right? Which is totally fine. That's totally fair. But he could also do things while being in between that mix, right? Um, well, but a it- lot of it came off as not really caring about any anyone else or anything else in the film. And that carries through to the very end where he's only getting involved in this big, huge battle because, you know, his daughter was taken. He's trying to find his daughter and trying mm-hmm. to, trying to get her back. Right. Well, and even before she was taken though, like, you know, I think he didn't trust Cassie to be able to handle herself because he, you know, he, he, he was not capable. I feel like he wasn't capable of being that hero and being like out there and extra because he was too worried about protecting his daughter. Yet he doesn't realize that like, while he was gone, while he was blipped, she grew up. She had to learn how to take care of herself and and figure massive facial surgery. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. She changed a lot, but even like, (laughs) yeah, even he didn't have, uh, well, he didn't know that she had like her own suit or no, I think he, they hinted at it before they jumped into the quantum realm. Didn't they? Mm-mm. I swear something like uh, anyways. Oh but, no, yeah. no, you're right. They did. They were in the they car hinted. talking about it and then they, and, but they just kind of yeah. it off to the side. But then uh, you yeah. didn't, we, the audience too, didn't know that she had it on under or she had the mechanisms to turn it on or put it on or whatever until that moment in the quantum realm when they were um, in need of it. And so I think like, even still like Scott was having a hard time, like realizing that like, she is capable and that she needs to figure stuff out too on her own and, and everything. So he was too busy being dad. Not that that's a bad thing, but he was also like, it, he was distracted. I well, think. I mean, it's, it's hard to see your little girl grow up when you're not there to watch her grow up for five years mm-hmm. and all of a sudden have to realize that she's done her own thing. She's lived her own life yeah. and she's doing things now that you know nothing about. Here's the thing with this too. Cassie, we're we're getting into this new phase where we're bringing in the young Avengers, right? Who 
I think are going to play huge mm-hmm. effort and, you know, the war effort against King. They're going to play a huge part. They haven't really set up too much of that yet. I mean, if you look at a lot of our projects that we've gone through, you have Hawkeye with training his new prodigy. Yeah, training Kate. We have just these Miss Marvel, these new younger kids who are going to be taking up the mantle of the young Avengers who's going to play a major part against Kang. A lot of this movie shows Cassie's growth versus Scott's. I think it's like foreshadowing too that Mm. a lot of these characters are going to be retired. I mean, Scott already wants to retire. He wants to, you know, be done, spend his time with his family. (laughs) He already wrote a book. He's done. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a lot of foreshadowing of, hey, these younger heroes are really ready to step up and come into this game. So I have a question for the for the group. Um, Just to take a slightly different tack at looking at Scott is seeing where scott is and the lack of growth that colin mentioned is it not so much that he he's he's had a lack of growth but he's plateaued because he he saved the world i mean that's a pretty pretty high bar i saved the world i've written a book you know um i've done it and i think that that's more for me that was more what i was seeing from scott was the lack of concern because it's like i've done all the things what more is there for me to do as opposed to cassie's pointing out well there's still a world there's still people that need help help you know be the hero that you already have continue being the hero that you already have been well you saved you brought help help brought back half of the universe again pretty high bar high bar but now (laughs) again with this movie there's the realization there are more universes. There are more of the expansion. So mm. it's time to step up. Yeah. And I, I think part of the issue is that he doesn't really have the group to necessarily lean on right now. Right. Cause everyone's kind of off in their own areas. You no longer have, um, you know, Tony Stark for now. Exactly. Yep. For now, it's. I think it's coming too. Oh, I'm telling you, by Ironheart, guys. Mark my words. By Ironheart, we will have Robert Downey Jr. back. Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Along with Mephisto. (laughs) Robert, you laugh. It's confirmed. (laughs) It is confirmed. Confirmed by Ty. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's confirmed. Oh my gosh. Where, Where did it get confirmed? Uh, comicbook.com not comicbook.com Coheen Baron is going to be the villain of Ironheart and I don't know why because he needs to be over here with you know Moon Knight and all my Midnight Suns but for some reason he's coming in Ironheart I'm telling you right now and we're going to get Iron Man back in his AI projection form guaranteed we, we will see. I I I'm, I have doubts. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> I'll just leave. We it have there. little faith. Oh, <laughs> I just think they they don't really have the community that they once had, and so it's hard to lean on anyone until an event comes up, right? Mm. And you know there there hasn't really been that huge stage event to to even warrant bringing anyone back at this point. Well, Did you not see the sky change? Like 
All that all it did was Moon Knight. That's not an event. A giant hand coming out of the ocean. That's not an event. Oh, sorry. I know. I apparently know. not. Apparently not. <laughs> I mean, we haven't gotten our our team up movie yet. Wh- which one is our next team up movie? Is that going to be Secret Invasion? Is that the next one? Well, I mean, technically, it's the Marvels. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's the small team up before you. I get guess. The, the yeah. Our one. our pre team up. Pre teen. <laughs> They're not. And well, who knows what will come of the Loki season? Oh my gosh. Okay. If anything. After seeing this movie, okay, we're gonna shift to this, and here's my man right here. He's right here, you guys, right behind me. Um, <laughs> if anything, this this movie made me this much more excited about Loki season two. I mean, I was already way up here, but I am like, woo, because I ugh. the Loki TV series is hands down my favorite. Um, and I was really like, as we saw other movies and TV shows, especially like. Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness and other ones that continued after that. It's like, why are we not getting any sort of like talk or cameos or even end credit scenes that have to do with like other multiverse stuff? And so we finally get that. And it's like, why did it take this long? Well, because now we're in phase five. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> uh. But like, yeah, so now we finally get King the Conqueror. And I know a lot of criticism about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, too, is that they feel like, and I want to hear what you guys think, too, is um, a lot of people feel like King the Conqueror, at least this iteration of him, is not was not the best villain for this movie. Like, it, it, he, they, they should have saved him for something else. You didn't feel like an Ant-Man villain? No. No, like, but he's t- he was in the quantum realm. He was tiny. <laughs> yes, as far as location goes, I guess that works. <laughs> I mean, um, proximity. Yeah, I, think that, I think that again, <laughs> he he may not have been the. I think that the decision to use him in the quantum realm, as opposed to just bringing him through time at some point, mm-hmm. was a choice. Um, I don't know if they're also going to use this to lean into a couple of other characters because I believe Janet or Hank referenced Subatomica um, when they were traveling to find everybody, to get the family back together. And Subatomica, for people of a certain age, um, was a one of the, one of the uh, settings for a series in the mid to late 70s called The Micronauts. And it also introduced a villain that they also could have used here probably a little better, a uh, psycho man who was a Micronauts villain who engaged the Fantastic Four a lot. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure if this is something they're using as a stepping stone and Kang just happened to be there because he got trapped by the other Council of Kangs there or what. But I, I, I'm not sure that Kang was best overall choice, but he's the villain we got. And I appreciate that they're showing us that he's going to be the through line that Thanos was uh, for the phase one movies. I thought he was the, this is just me saying, I thought he was the good villain for this because, and a lot of people were saying, Oh, well, this wasn't really an Ant-Man film. This was a different kind of multiverse film with Ant-Man sprinkled in there. (laughs) Yeah. But which I, it was okay for me for that because this is setting the first step into what's going to happen within the next five, six, seven years mm-hmm. of this conflict. 
So for me, again, we had that little taste of it in Loki and we got he who remains, who is a completely different King. Mm -hmm. And he talks about all these different variants. It's good that we finally got to see a little bit more malicious one. Yeah. Than what he was. And again, I thought it was okay just because this is just something that's setting up for what's to come. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally on that, that board as well. I, when I read that online, what other people were saying, I'm like, yeah, maybe I can see like people's point, but at the same time, like if you didn't watch that mid credit scene with all the council of Kings, then mm -hmm. like, then you wouldn't really like understand that like that King we saw in Ant-Man was like nothing compared to the ones that are to come. Like they were a lot more like you didn't even see them really do anything and you could just feel how much more powerful and sinister they were. Um, you can, you can ask Robert. I squealed. <laughs> I looked at them. Yeah, the you did. I was like, I think, Oh, this is uncomfortable. Yeah, he was sitting right next to me. And soon as, who who comes on screen first? Was it Ramatut? It was uh, Ramatut. Uh -huh. Soon as we had seen Ramatut, I let out a big old, like just the entire theater was probably. Just I was like, where did I go? But, <laughs> he, went, he obviously oh, went to his happy man. place because he was that he was one... just like glued at that point. That oh one credit gosh. scene was worth the entire time sitting down and watching this movie. Yeah. I personally, I don't know that much about all the different um, variants of Kang, but like just seeing them all there and just like getting excited about what's to come and the possibilities, it, it hypes me up too, because again, like this is the beginning of phase five. We need something to build on. We need something to go and to last us and to maybe keep people's interest because we all know, we all know that there's a lot of people who are feeling that Marvel burnout. Well, Marvel hammered a bunch of, a bunch of, really heavy things in the last one, two, three, four, four movies at least, because phase four was their trauma and grief phase mm -hmm. yeah. coming out of the blip. And I mean, actually for the past two and a half, three years, going from WandaVision all the way through um, Wakanda Forever, they didn't really let up on the, things are bad for some people, for a mm -hmm. lot of people, and here's why. I mean, the, they spent two solid years kind of beating you down with a little bit of an uptick maybe for Shang-Chi. But other than that, they were they were kind of heavy and dark movies. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully, sure. you know, with phase five, we get a little bit of a little more cheer, a little more hope. A little more hope. <laughs> Not Van Dyne um, or Pam, excuse me. Um, but, you know, having come out of out of the darkness, so to speak. I'm looking forward to seeing something, even though we know that some version of Kang or some versions of Kang are waiting in the wings. And the last three Kang, last four Kangs that we saw in the end credits and the in the mid credits, were just like, oh, well, it's about to get really intense. It's going to get really heavy. And I'm hoping to see them more proactive, any one of them, more proactive mm -hmm. than Thanos was in the first phases of the marvel universe that is true that is true yeah. um i i do have to point out just like super quick i really love how you guys saw the movie together you saw it at the same time me and colin saw it at the same time so this like works out perfect 
anyways, go ahead, Ty. I was just going to say, like Robert said, with stuff coming forward, instantly, as soon as we saw Rama Ty, I'm like, okay, there is your Fantastic Four Big Bad. You guys wanted the Fantastic Four to come in with a bang. That is how we are doing it. Really? Is he he a huge part of it? I don't know. I don't know anything about Rama Ty. Yes, for now. We could talk about it off the air, not to spoil it for a bunch of people, but yes. <laughs> like, and this isn't going to be a current. This is going to be like a Miss Marvel travel to the past kind of thing. They're going to battle it out in the past. The Fantastic Four with Hopefully. Ramata. Yes. If they if they stick to canon, yeah. Yes. If they stick to canon, which we know Marvel, they take bits and pieces from different things here and there, and they make it into. They typically make it into something fun. Ramata is a big bad that faces the Fantastic Four in ancient Egypt. Ramatut's a version of Kang that travels back to Egypt just to conquer and rule it. Fantastic Four come into play and they want to fight him on that turf and in that plane of time. It's it's a really cool. And that's if you guys have noticed our new TikTok that Multiplane just put up. I actually give you guys the full shot of the book that you can go read and find that storyline i love that that's that's a that reminds me a lot of black adam actually (laughs) like that whole like setting i don't know that's i mean obviously totally different uh universe and everything but that's what that just reminded me of oh everything's going to be about time now well yeah, and that's i'm excited to see shang chi too do, do, does anybody have the title off the top of their head? Because they released the title. Uh, oh, I didn't did even they? see it yet. Did they? I'm pretty sure they did. Ty, do you know something we don't? Yeah, I've got all the insides at Disney. <laughs> King like Dynasty. Wait, what? No, King, King Dynasty, Dynasty is the overarching um, Avengers story. Avengers thing. Uh, wreckage of Time? Wreckage of time. See, that's what I'm telling you guys. Everything is about time. And that's the 10 rings. And I've talked a little bit about this too. The 10 rings are an artifact of the first time. Sorry, I'm getting all, I'm getting all choked up. (laughs) (laughs) They are an artifact of the first time war that we learn about in Loki. Oh yeah. Because he who remains said that there was a great war amongst all the kings the 10 rings because as he said when how long did your dad have these before he gave them to me? he's like a oh, thousand years so who knows how long they have actually been there just because they're old in the sense mm-hmm. of how long they've been on earth does not mean they could be 40 well not they could they are 40th century tech or th- what was it 32nd century 32nd 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 century tech that is a relic from the first time war. Same with Miss Marvel's bangle, Nick, which we're, we're yeah. missing another oh. one. And if you look at, she That's literally right. used it to travel back in time. So everything going forth. That's part of this main story. Now will deal with time except secret invasion, which will be more earthbound current. And I talk about it yeah. on multiplane. We have three different things. We have galactic earthbound, and like underworld kind of stuff going on. Well, and like, tell me if I'm wrong, but like, cause again, I don't know that much about all the different Kings, but like what, 
just kind of based off of like what we learn about in um, the Loki TV series with like the multiverse and, um, and the branches of time and everything. So it's pretty safe to assume that like all these different Kings know how to manipulate that. Like they know how to travel through time and that's how they like found each other. Yes. Essentially. And they're like, Oh, Hey, some of us are friends, but also some of us were not going to be friends. And they like went through time and found all their variants. Is that essentially like what happened? Here's the thing, guys. We met one. A lot of people don't know that we met our first Kang in Iron Man 2. Tell, tell yeah. me more. Tell me so tell me more. The kid that he finds. In Iron he, Man 2? Iron Man 2. I, I'm pretty sure it's Iron Man 2. Yeah, he he gets lost. His suit's pretty much damaged. Oh, that's three, isn't it? Oh, Is no, it that's three. three. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Three. Sorry, that... Iron Man 3. My bad. What's his name? Harley Keener. Harley. Yes, yes, yes. I should know that rhymes with my name, Marley. So um, <laughs> what about that kid is foreshadowed to be not foreshadowed. He's going to be Iron Lad, right? That's Iron basically what, an Iron Lad is a future. It's a very weird explaining. It's Iron Lad is a version of Kang. So mm. when he's younger, he becomes a young Avenger. And older Kang comes and finds him says hey you know what this is your destiny to become me so this is basically how you turn out you're gonna just come with me but then iron lad trains the rest of the young avengers on how to defeat his future self and so like i said there was a reason he popped up at tony's funeral too yeah because mm, they're not done with him no 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 mm. and then he even shows up the anaheim attraction web slingers he's one of the bios that you see in the queue saying he's still studying with, you know, Stark technologies and other things. So he's going to be iron lad, which I don't think we're done. I think we're going to get old King coming to him saying, Hey, this is your future. And we're going to play on that storyline of him coming in. And I'll use that as a perfect plot, perfect spot to segue into. If you haven't read young Avengers, especially the first the first run by uh, Alan Heinberg and Jamie McKelvey. Pick it up at your local comic shop or order it online. Read it. Great stuff. And then it was interesting that in that post-credit scene, we had the three different Kings for the first. So the first two, me and Robert nailed it. We're like, okay, Ramata, easy. Immortus, Immortus. easy. But then we're looking at this third one and we're like, okay, who could this one be? Like, because he's not portrayed as the character who we think he's going to play. But then if you look at the 2020 run called King the Conqueror, only myself left to conquer. Again, I threw that one up. You guys can find that image. You have the King who we appeared to see that was the villain. But then the three other images are of other Kings. All the same three from the post credit scene. So we have the Scarlet Centurion, Immortus. Ramatut. I think they're going to be pulling a lot of stuff from that one, hopefully, too. And it's interesting because Kevin Feige actually had a lot of say and pull at Marvel Comics with this one that just released in 2020. That's a mouthful. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I love learning about all this this stuff because, like, I... I feel like I'm just like a comic book fan adjacent. <laughs> I've only read like very few comic books, <laughs> but like, I love like hearing about like all the like stuff 
that is going on like i like especially during like marvel like uh phases one two and three like anytime after a movie i would like turn to my friends who i know have like read the comics and i'm like what did that end credit scene mean or whatever like what is what do you what do we think is gonna happen next you know so like i love like talking to to people about this kind of thing yeah no i think i think it's gonna be really fun over phase five and beyond because I don't know how long it it's going to all, all this King um, dynasty is going to last, but I think it's going to be really fun to see where he pops up and which variant will pop up. I'm, I wonder, I'm really looking forward yeah. to the variant that shows up in Creed, to be perfectly honest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm totally looking forward to that one. Uh, no. I'm, I'm just really hoping that we get to see Veb and his new holes. <laughs> How many holes do you have, Colin? <laughs> oh, Veb. Would you like to know? <laughs> that was so awkward, but also really funny. <laughs> the whole time his... It, it's it's like you people the with their, like, feet. Uh, <laughs> weird fetish. Like, this guy's got, like, a weird hole fetish. But he didn't have any, so it kind of made sense. Yeah. So it's, it's a novelty to him. <laughs> what what a whole I, I can't. <laughs> I'm excited because oh Marley, you said you're a huge Loki fan. I'm excited for season two, especially with this version of Kang. Mm-hmm. Victor Timely, that's his, that's his name in this one before he becomes Kang. When oh, at the very end with Kang. And yeah, with, uh, with like Robes the yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. So he is the prime Kang from Why? him. So Victor Timely is the prime king, and from him and his discovery of manipulating time is how all the other branches begin to open up. So based on his decisions... Of course course they're going to go and try and find him first. Mm -hmm. The the TVA, I mean. Yeah. I say they. So from him, all other kings branch. Dang. And had, had our king that was trapped in the quantum realm, had he made it out, I think we would have just ended up back where season one Loki was at, where he branch or he kills all the other branches and he makes the sacred timeline. And honestly, I think we would have been better. Did Scott really do the right thing here? Hmm. <laughs> or That's would a really we have good just question. Gone back to that one sacred timeline. Well, it's interesting. They also made it kind of meta in the movie going, is that the right thing? Is something worse coming? So I think that there was, it was really neat that they played with that in universe is going did i do the right thing or not hear me out what if by the end of all this the next few phases because the way they explain it and i'm going to get a whiteboard and i'm going to put this on our page you're going to have to look (laughs) at this time goes in a constant loop right what if after this multiversal war and all these events they learn that okay we really have to let one king keep all the others at bay and out of existence And now we have to let him keep that sacred timeline again. And we just come back full circle to where the MCU began. It's Hmm. going to be a giant looper. History is repeating itself. Is that that where (laughs) this is all happened, guys? That or it was all just a dream. Oh, my gosh. No, they're all (laughs) girl. Everybody's in disguise. It is truly the secret invasion. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious how you guys felt 
uh, about the the end battle with with uh, King and Scott, um, and you know the portal closes right. Can't get in now. They they finally defeat Kang, and you've got Wasp and Ant Man just sitting there looking over, and then all of a sudden the portal just opens. It's you guys too feel easy. like that was too easy, like almost like a cop out. Like, should they have been stuck in the realm a little longer? Because to me, it felt like they were just turned on and off the computer again. So just need my- to reboot it. My question throughout the entire movie is if they lost Janet however many years, 30 years ago, because she shrank too much, you've got pin particles that go the other way, right? Grow. I mean, I realize it's an oversimplification, but it seems like you, you, your suit goes both ways, right? Just, you know, push the other trigger. But to, get, to get crush, out of the quantum realm? Yeah. Is that what you, you like, crush the rest of the world underneath you? Eh. Eh. <laughs> what, what'd you, though? Eggs, omelets? I don't know. It's <laughs> either that or you're like pushing it out of the way, potentially, because everywhere that you look, it's pretty much just like floating land. It's Except for like rock bottom. But here's the thing. Think mm-hmm. about it. Like You hit shrink... The quantum realm was sitting right here. Like it's literally. It's there. Yeah. It's floating in the air right yeah. here. What's this? Like Rob says, what's to stop you from going? Okay. Go big. And then you're huge again. Right there. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it's a gross oversimplification, but I just said there was one of the things that was kind of like, she, you know, they, everybody has them, has the pin particles. And just be done, but right. it would have been a very short movie but if they'd done that. Could is it is it at the point where so Scott Scott went in and he lost five hours his time, five years our time. Mm-hmm. The reason they needed to get out using the tech that they did, which the time so yeah, so yeah. it didn't mess with time, so it's not like oh my gosh, we've been gone for 20 years, yeah kind of like that's how we were right. talking we think that's how the fantastic mm-hmm. four is going to get handled please oh please oh please me and robert could binge on this like <laughs> we have this huge have theory constructive <laughs> theory but they needed to use that certain method to get home so it's mm-hmm. they can say okay it's like we literally left a few minutes ago from when mm-hmm. king pulled us in right yeah. well and it almost seems like to me at least like Especially at the beginning of the movie, we, I mean, it was very brief, but we have Hank and we have Cassie and they're kind of working together on quantum realm stuff. And they're both very smart. Like, obviously, like Cassie is very smart too. She's got a lot of knowledge about this stuff and she's been learning from, you know, some of the greats. But like, I I almost like to think too that like the reason why they had that portal open again so quickly to get Scott and Hope back was almost like they maybe had something already already in place. Because I I mean, they were already like had like that communication going, but they just knew that they maybe they just knew they didn't want to go into the quantum realm just because of again, how dangerous it is and 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 risky and so they didn't want to actually go in they just wanted to study it from a from you know normal world 
And did then they know? I, I don't I don't know because the, they had that gate really up quite quickly. Well, look at the end of Infinity War. They were more than happy to send Scott in to collect particles for Ghost. Yeah, I guess that's so. True. They, so they've apparently got gen- mm-hmm. more than one uh, generator or portal gen- portal generator. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not like Hank. Well, and go, it was... I've built this before. Well, yeah. and it was like identical, though. Like, if, if I don't know, I guess, I guess the thing too that doesn't quite make sense is if they had their own version of a portal generator, wouldn't it like look a little different? Like, as you know what I mean, than than the way that got them in to go back because usually well, when it's different tech I, there's different colors and different I think at that point they reverse engineered it slightly but how Be- well because right now did it go in it... with them when they went through the technology the tech no yeah so how did they reverse engineer it or did they even have to if it didn't go through it would have been there or they just brought some of those ants back with them that are now like Super, Super smart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, that was pretty back great. Up in two seconds. It's okay. Modoc yeah. would have just saved the day. Okay, oh. so we're gonna we're going to address we the gonna, elephant in the room. Uh, okay. Are we gonna talk Modoc. about this? We are. <laughs> you mean Darren? <laughs> it's never too late to not be a dick. It's never too <laughs> never too late. However, it is always a good time to go back and redo your CGI if it looks not great. awful. <laughs> Yeah, guys, this is so. Yeah. I gave this movie a. I'm gonna go with a B minus for me. It could have gotten a better grade had Modoc not been pulling me out of everything else that was trying to put me into this movie. So if they'd left them, if they'd left the faceplate on, would that have been an okay Modoc? Yeah. You? Okay. Yeah, the hell with it. Like put put the faceplate the entire time but no show your can can you show that action figure again since we're you know doing visuals here as a makeup artist guys look that is all you had to do was make him a little more grotesque add some wrinkles some feet like bad features white out the eyes it's really it was not that hard no Instead, they just made it incredibly difficult I'm stuck watching George Lopez from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> there's a there's an image floating around on on movies that make us right now, where someone put Tracy's face. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. instead of Modox. Or you, know, it, you give us it looks us the, just the, as good as the movie. <laughs> give us the grimace, the <laughs> you know. But you know, honestly, in watching the movie when they first showed Darren. Or the Darren face. My first thought was, couldn't they've just used the Modoc from uh, the Hulu series? That's what I was about to say. Yeah. I prefer that over what Darren. they did. That's right. You literally could have gave me the animated dude from your Hulu series. That's a spoof. Like <laughs> you're telling me, the comedic, actual, ver- funny version is better than what all your money in CGI could have done. Well, and, and they even did a, they even did an okay Modoc in the Avengers video game too. Like Thank he was you. fine. He was okay. I mean, no. I, I personally think Modoc is really annoying, but like they, yes. they did they did pretty good in the game. Like Thank the story. You. No, I had my phone out and I was shoving it in everybody's face that would look <laughs> at it. 
I kept going up, even on my review and everything. I'm like, it was all really, you know, I really enjoyed it, except MODOK. And I said, if you could have done this, mm-hmm. and I had the MODOK from, from the Avengers, Avengers game. game, and I'm like, it's not... It's not the general image from the comic books that people are used to, but this version of him, I think would have fit way, way better in the MCU versus what they gave us. Now I'm not against them having used uh, Darren. Uh, I think that having him and there was a nice callback to the first movie when he, when they shrank him out of sight or when Scott, you know, broke his, uh, his uh, shrinking device and forced him into the quantum realm. So I thought that was a nice, you know, callback and, and uh, tie to that. But yeah, the CGI was just one of those. Looks. That's where we went with this. And I've had some rebuttal back and forth. Like, okay, we had Modok be like this sub villain. Yes. To be like, he is even more comic relief. He's kind of a dorky villain so that Jonathan Mayers could make Kang just absolutely vicious. But they didn't need, but they didn't need, sorry, let me rephrase that. No, no, Jonathan no. Majors did not need comedic relief. I, we wanted no. a brutal Kang. He gave that to us in spades. And it was also, you could juxtapose the Kang that we got in this movie with he who, who uh, remains from Loki, where he was, he had the slow play and he was just like, okay, we need to do this. We need to do this. Here's why. And he was, very calm and right. So this king was like, so this is going to happen right now or she dies and everyone else dies too. I don't care. And seeing just the way that majors played both of those Kangs, I'm looking forward to watching him play different iterations with different motivations and, and drives because he's a great actor. I mean, he's a fantastic actor, but watching how for the same character effectively, two versions of that character playing them so differently is so well, I I'm, I'm in. You just give me the Kang verse at this point and I'm good. And see, here's the interesting thing. We're, I don't think we're going to get anything. I love the end credit scenes with the last one. And I pointed out that we got to have something big with Reed Richards because multiverse of madness, he was using the same exact tech that we saw all the Kings coming into that arena with. So, and then even Robert, you pointed out, wasn't that the same stuff that Dr. Yeah, it yeah, is Dr. Doom's time portal Dr. Yeah. Doom used. It was his time machine as well. And so again, this is a big foreshadow for the fantastic four. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep tying into that, but. And that's, we've got two years, I believe before that comes out mm-hmm. for, the, for them to slow play that one and kind of draw that out. But yeah, when when Reed Richards popped in in Multiverse of Madness, outside of everybody going, we finally get Reed Richards. A lot of people, you know, that I know was like, did you see the time portal? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that scene with all the kings, like, ah, literally pulled straight out of the comic book, uh-huh. like panel for panel. Only sad thing is, I doubt we get anything like the story from the actual King Dynasty comic run because there's too much that hasn't been introduced. There's too much that has been introduced to interfere with that. Just uh, variations. Of it, it's the wrong, it's a different timeline. So they can, they can, they can explain, no, they can explain the, the variations yeah. off that way and, you know, do what Marvel has done. Marvel studios has done 
reasonably well for the past 12 years and adjust what they need to to fit the overall arc of the movies. Time just becomes messy, dude. When we start going down that wormhole for any franchise, which I'm not saying I dislike time travel. I love a lot of my main stories of different things. I love time travel, but this is a big one. No, agreed. And so I'm hoping some of their other projects distract us from that. Like I keep saying, I hope the Midnight Suns project does what Mandalorian has done for Star Wars. It's away from the Skywalker saga. You love it. It plays something else. But I'm hoping we get like suns over here. And then again, this is a big, it's, it's a big mess, but it's hopefully they play it right. Well, I guess I think the next time that we'll really be able to get some answers or maybe some sort of direction where the MCU is going to go is Loki season two, mm-hmm. which comes out this summer. I was actually just looking. I'm like, I swear there was a release date, but it just says summer 2023 still. Uh, they've also been moving things around this year. Guardians? Because Guardians? they were talking oh, yeah. about... Besides Guardians, yeah. I don't know. They were talking that'll... about two or three of the Disney Plus series have been pushed back beyond their last known dates as well. Mm. So it's it'll be interesting to see what comes, you know, what comes next, how it ties in, or they've had to push and how they'll play with that. Because even some of the last few movies uh, have jumped around in time a bit compared to some of the TV series that came out in the past year. There, there's been a little bit of back and forth. Right. Oh, we're getting Secret Invasion before Loki? Wait, what? Really? Secret Invasion's early 2023. Loki is mid-2023. Wait, is Secret... In- I thought Secret Invasion was a movie. No, it's no, a series. It's a series. No, it's oh, it is? Series. Yeah. I keep getting them all mixed up, I'll be honest. Because no, it's just it's a lot. Oh, I yeah. mean, I love it, but it's still just like hard to keep track of it until <laughs> we're like a couple months out. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah, so we'll... So before all that, so we're going to get Guardians and then What If, Secret Invasion, then Loki. Really? Yeah. <sighs> I wanted Loki sooner than that. <laughs> and then, uh, we've got uh, the Marvels. Yeah, Iron that'll be Heart, November. Echo. And Ironheart is going to be a TV show. Correct. Okay, yep. yes. <laughs> and then uh, Echo, Agatha, and then... Isn't Daredevil born again supposed to come out next year? Next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, that'll be. That looks like it's going to be the first one that that releases next year. Is what? Oh, next Daredevil. year. Yeah. So okay. So sorry. Backing up to the immediate. So we're pretty sure Secret Invasion is going to be the next one, but we haven't heard anything about it. It's a secret. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> they're they're going to throw it on <laughs> Disney Plus one day and be like, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> go watch this." Ugh. Yeah, we got a trailer for Secret Invasion already. Hey, I need to, like, after we're done, I need to go watch it. I don't know if I've seen a trailer. Did I? It's been out for a couple of months. It exists. It's been up since September. Was that? More than a couple of months. Did they release it back with um, D23? Yes. Yes. Okay. Then I think I watched it. 
but I also probably watched a whole bunch around the same time and just got them all. Um, but that's still okay. Exciting. Your, your cred just took a little dent. That's it's, it's okay. Gone. It's, it's gonna okay. be okay. Okay, you know, there's just, some people out there who don't even watch trailers. You guys yeah, know they, those they people? just don't have cred. It's okay. It's so weird. I always find that so strange. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just my opinion, I guess, but they don't want spoilers or something. And I'm like, no, I want hype. <laughs> I go straight to the trailer section of Disney Plus and just watch what's coming up next. Mm, yep. Yes. Yes, yes, Every yes. Every time. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, this movie, like, I feel like there's so many like good things to talk about with it, especially with how um, it's really setting up for future things with Marvel. And I think it, I think it gives us hope <laughs> and it gives us hype. I don't know. It, it makes me more excited to see what's coming, but I just, I don't know. I, I think I still kind of have a hard time. And I think other people do too with um, that. It had to be on an Ant-Man movie because I, I don't know. I just feel like there's still people who are just really like, no, this movie was not good but it's setting up for like other stuff. And I'm not sure I like fall right on that still. Like I still feel like this was an entertaining movie and like it was fine. It wasn't my most favorite Marvel movie. It's not really high up on my list, but again, I feel like it served its purpose. It was, it was the Eternals of phase five. <laughs> no, it was no! not. Eternals, <laughs> Eternals didn't do anything if, else. If it was nothing just there. else. It did if plenty. nothing else. <laughs> This film gave us our newest Avenger. Oh my gosh. That's great. You're so fired. I was entertained. I was I went into this movie to be entertained, and the movie did not let me down in that regard. Was it the best movie? The best Marvel movie I've seen? No. Was it the worst? No. No. Um, it's middle of the road, but it did entertain me. So in that sense fine you know and i realized that there are some people who can't let their head cannons go and for them this was worst movie ever okay that's great you didn't you didn't like it speaking of head cannon guys this king is not dead the one that got sucked into the Do engine you, he's not dead oh, you no. don't think so did you, you see a body ask robert he's a body they did he I mean, is it coming looks back like... as the beyonder the only that person that's dead in the marvel universe now is Wanda. Even Wanda's not dead either. That's a hill I will die on. He's going to be like, hey, I'm an Avenger, guys. (laughs) Wanda's dead. We're going to get the 838 Wanda. Wanda's not dead. We're getting 838 Wanda to redeem her. No, No. she's not dead. She's not dead. Plume of red smoke. 100%. That's Mephisto collecting that soul. (laughs) I'm telling you guys. Well, and that's the thing. (laughs) disappeared. That's all there is to it. The greatest sorceress of the world is not going to just... No. die there this the no. king that was sucked in is going to come back and that is how the avengers the new avengers will defeat the king dynasty but then mm. it's going to take a whole 180 and then he's going to take all of them pull them into secret wars and into battle world which i've said that i think the world where loki in season one that world that everything that gets you know dissolved by the TVA, that is battle world. Hmm. Oh, 
Oh. Like the one in the final episode? Is that mm-hmm. where, is that the okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the plane where all the Avengers and all the villains and the people for the battle world storyline sucked in right there. Hmm. Well, and it, it is anybody ever really dead now that we know that there's variants out there? Like that's the thing, is like any of the any of these actors, any of these characters could come back. Like I feel no. like there's no there's, but this yeah. specific one is going to come back and he's going to be the worst. And what's his name again? Beyonder? Yeah. Are they going to do Secret Wars? One of the most recent Secret Wars. He's Because here's the thing, guys. Scott went inside of that engine, right? And he was stuck in a probability storm. And it was something that they did not think he could possibly get past. But Cassie was the one who collectively yanked him out. Kang doesn't have well okay that's a lie Kang has uh is it ravina yeah ravina renslayer am i saying their first name right ravina or is mm-hmm. it rowena i think it's rowena ren renslayer yeah who is in loki season one who helps that king that gets stuck in there she if ravona. you noticed she disappeared in ravona Ravona, Ravona Renslayer. If you notice at the end of Loki season one, she's like, I've got to go out there and find more answers or whatever. She's going to be the one that pulls him out. Because right now he's stuck in a probability storm. Again, foreshadowing Kang, only myself left to conquer. He's fighting off multiple versions of himself in that probability storm. Getting smarter, getting more godly. No, just messed up. His insanity is going to break to the point, and then she pulls him out. Boom. The Beyonder, who has way more abilities, who is way smarter, has way more capability. That's how we defeat defeat ants. Yeah. (laughs) No. No one can defeat the ants. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still surprised that he wasn't able to melt those ants down. Dude, I think those ants were a cop out. Not going to lie. You think so? Like, we're screwed this entire movie, and then suddenly, oh, ants. I found my ants. <laughs> Army of super intelligent ants. It was ants. just the cheesiest <laughs> thing. As he just, he's just got this huge grin on his face. Yeah. My ants. It almost like it gave, like, Hank Pym his kind of, like, final, you know, thing. Because for all we know, he's probably done in the movies like he's probably not doing anymore we, we might not see hank pym again so maybe that was kind of their way so. to be like here you go hank you get your army of ants and by the way this is your last movie thanks we get to see him <laughs> because we have to see the look on his face when janet dies in the king dynasty do we care about that no but they're gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be another death off the checklist you know I guess I guess my saltiness that will be a forever death. I I feel yeah. like the saltiness that I'm feeling though is cuz I just I don't I don't know if Michelle Pfeiffer is like the best person for this role especially because she looked all the botox she looks younger than her daughter in the movie. <laughs> she has less wrinkles. It means what the quantum realm does for your skin. And the and the the, the lips like it was just I couldn't stop staring at her mouth the entire anytime she was we in the have shot. To get out of here. Yeah, and it was always just like slightly parted. 
I saw it. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> saw it. Yeah. Away from this guy, King. He's bad. I'm sorry, Michelle Pfeiffer. You are a fantastic actress, but I think you should retire. <laughs> I saw an amazing meme earlier. Or just embrace your age. <laughs> she, she's going to get lopped off in Kang Dynasty. Oh, where is that meme? Not that you know she shows that she has any powers anymore. They wore off. Oh, here it is. She got better. All right. It's just a I gotta, fresh wound. I gotta share this before we leave because I okay. just thought it was hilarious when I saw it. Let's see it. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta make this bigger. <laughs> so uh oh it just gosh. goes with, with her <laughs> when they first get on the planet and, and they're they're approaching like all these different aliens from the quantum quantum realm. She just says, I'll handle this and goes up and, and hugs that initial alien. Uh and then you have <laughs> uh wasp was singing do you think she banged him too <laughs> oh my goodness oh. i mean look janet was lonely or what was she didn't she give like an excuse or something had needs i had I was needs. In here for 30 years i was in here for had 30 had years and bill needs. murray's the only one that could satisfy him are you human only in the ways that matter <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! What a, that, I feel like that's a, this is a good note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys! I I could just like listen to you guys talk about Marvel comics and theories and stuff like all day, but we'll save that for future episodes when we have other stuff coming out because there we're not done. Twenty, it's only February of twenty twenty three. Like we've still got all year, so. You guys, make sure you come back to Age of Geek and listen to our episodes. And we uh, release them every Tuesday, so come and hang out. Um, thank you guys for joining me. Um, Ty, thank you for being here. Make sure you guys check out his um, podcast, Multiplane, part of our little Age of Geek family. Yay! And uh, Ty, is yeah. it uh, is it just uh, for TikTok? Is it just Multiplane pod- Podcast? Yep. And then also check out our Facebook and I'll be putting up lists of comics that you can check out to get a little bit of the story. If you want a little bit more of a deep dive. So yeah, check us out either TikTok or Facebook. I love it. You guys can join in the conversation at discord at our discord.ageofgeek.com. Let us know your thoughts on good old Ant-Man and, there's tons of geek channels. All geeks welcome, you know. So there's something for everyone. We'll see you guys <laughs> next time. Thanks. Bye. This has been an Age of Geek Media Production.